the dirty little secret, if you will, about the inside linebackers is that Mike Tomlin actually thinks they're doing okay. And there's a reason for that. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into hockey and or baseball, I also offer up Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates where you found this. Mike Tomlin had his press conference yesterday. No, I'm not getting into any of the stupidity. This is not this podcast the place for hot takes, manufactured crap, pointing fingers at this reporter or that reporter or any of that nonsense. Okay, we're here to talk about football. That's that's what this show is about. That's how I've done things my whole life. <laughs> I've been into the sports. I'm not at all into the stuff that's concocted just to appeal to the lowest common denominator because I think that's going to get me the biggest ratings or whatever. I'm here to talk about football. You guys want to talk about football? This is a good place for you. It's not the only one. There's lots of places, but I hope that it's one for you. Want to hear about something that actually matters as it relates to this team? Moving forward into this is it too strong to call it a critical game? Probably not. Critical? It's a difference between four and three, three and four. It's a division uh, opponent. It's on the road. You're seeing the rest of the division start to move upward, potentially away from you. Yeah, it's critical. It's critical. And if the Browns do what the Browns are capable of doing, meaning with the running game, regardless of whether or not Nick Chubb is healthy, regardless of whether or not Baker Mayfield is back there to provide mobility, they're going to have to tackle. And they're going to need a superior performance from their inside linebackers. How is it that the inside linebackers, Devin Bush, Joe Schobert, to a lesser extent Robert Spillane, have gotten completely free passes from the fan base, at least as far as I can see, in terms of criticism. You hear some of it related to Bush because of his draft status. But Schobert and Splain, it's just like it's presumed that they stink and then that's okay. And that it's okay that those were the guys that Tomlin and Kevin Colbert thought, yeah, these are our inside linebackers. Even though they had to go out and get Schobert late in training camp. You want to know how? Listen to this pertinent line from Tomlin yesterday when asked what has to happen for his inside linebackers to be better. The quality of their play uh, could be better, but so could the play in front of them. And so together we eat or do not. <laughs> you know, it's a collective thing. Uh, but much like we talk about rushing coverage, you know, um, those two things working hand in hand. Uh, it is very difficult to, to evaluate inside linebacker play in a vacuum, um, free from other elements, particularly the, the men that play in front of them. So, you know, we're working to gain some cohesion there. A lot of the lack of cohesion has to do with some of the moving parts that we've had in front of them. One thing I like to do whenever dissecting an answer that I get that might not be completely clear 
is to pay the closest attention to the first reflex of that individual's response. What is the first thing their mind goes to? In this case, Tomlin's first thing when asked about getting gashed by the run was to cite the defensive front, was to cite the defensive line. He's obviously not talking about Cam Hayward. He's looking a lot more at Chris Wormley, Isaiah Bugs, and everybody else that was up there that were legitimately getting gashed, especially Worley. But he's looking at those guys. Want to know why? Want to know why? Because he doesn't think the inside linebackers are really even part of that equation anymore. This portion of Daily Shot of Steelers is brought to you by Point Park University. Choose from nearly 100 career-focused programs leading to bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees. Choose when and how you'd prefer to do that studying, whether it's at Point Park's gorgeous downtown Pittsburgh campus, whether it's online. Maybe a flexible hybrid format works for you. Find out more at pointpark.edu. This defense has quietly, and this is not something that the Steelers boast about, has quietly gotten away from having their inside linebackers do anything other than pass coverage. And yes, I know that's where the NFL has been heading for a while. I also know that it was the Steelers who were ahead of that trend when they boldly and rightly drafted Ryan Shazier and stuck by him at inside linebacker when others were talking about moving him to safety because of his build. The days of the Hardy Nickerson, LaVon Kirkland types up the middle, the one big dude, Lawrence Timmons is another one, who stands in the middle of the field and commands everything around him and has the defense move the ball carrier toward the tackler so that the middle linebacker is invariably the one who leads in tackles. That is gone. That is gone. And it is not coming back. This was a source of unending frustration for Vince Williams because Vinny was that guy. Vinny, just a perfect inside-slash-middle linebacker born in the wrong era. Vinny had to expand his skill set, and to his inestimable credit, he did that. Sixth-round pick, got it done. Wonderful career in the NFL. I also was among the people pushing for Vinny to remain part of this football team because I thought Vinny, again, even though he wasn't going to be great in coverage, was still going to be able to assure that you weren't going to have an episode like what happened in the third quarter against Seattle. That's the thing that really juts out here. And and, and I know this, the Steelers are looking at it and everything else here, but my bigger issue is that these inside linebackers are just off the hook for everything. They're not expected to be great in pass coverage. They're definitely not expected to be any good at stopping the run. What's the bar for these guys? Why, if you have such a low bar, do you move up to 10th overall to take this guy? Meaning Bush, of course. 
What is the expectation for these players? Why can't anybody, inside or outside, fairly expect them to produce something of significance? Bush is supposed to be delivering some kind of splash. Now, yeah, there's things that he does that don't necessarily get appreciated by the more common fan. His ability to uh, cut off and navigate and patrol screen passes, for example, is really special. His ability to stay with guys who might be you know, a little thinner, a little faster than him on routes where teams are trying to do some uh, misdirection and moving people around, that helps too. But that that's not why you do that. That's not why you get this player. There should be something there. Schobert, I, I don't I, – I said this from day one of the preseason, so now it probably sounds like I'm picking on it, but I, I saw nothing right off the bat. I mean, I saw his numbers with Cleveland when he was going to the Pro Bowl and he had this great run of interceptions. Where are those now? Where are those now? Hold up a fist and look at it, and that's the number of interceptions he's got. Spillane, I don't expect much from. I don't see any great athleticism there. He's gotten um, smoother, I think would be a fair term, over the last couple of weeks. You're not seeing him look as rattled as he did early in the season, something I'm not really sure I understood considering the amount of starting time that he had last year. But he's he's more of a calming presence, which I'm sure is why you're seeing more of him now. But what are you looking at? Where, where's the crime against getting some plays from your inside linebackers? You know, where where is that? And what also does someone else who's on the inside linebacker depth chart, even if it's a you know completely inexperienced guy like Buddy Johnson, have to do to get on the field? I don't know. I'm not advocating that Buddy Johnson starts. Sunday in Cleveland. I'm just saying that it's felt like from the very beginning that the expectations have been low, the bar was set low, and then there was no competition put in place at this position. Very, very similar to how the offensive line was carried and uh, coddled, really, through camp. And it's not working. It's not working, and it's not right. The inside linebackers need to become part of this defense they don't have to be great they don't have to be stars but they can't just be nothing and it can't be okay when we come back just one question welcome back it's time for just one question and that's brought to you always by the personal injury Law firm of Luxembourg, Garvin, Kelly, and George, LGKG. They represent people who are hurt in car accidents, who filed for workers' comp and medical malpractice claims. The attorneys at LGKG have been AV rated. That's the highest rating a law firm can receive for legal ability and ethics in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. This is serious stuff. These guys are good. Learn more about them at LGKG.com or by calling my man, Larry Kelly, at 888 842 Five four, five four. Today's question comes from Rob, and Rob asks, "I haven't looked at the actual stats, but could another factor be in terms of flipping the field 
the number of penalties on special teams, namely kick and punt returns. And by that, Rob is referring to yesterday's episode when I was discussing various ways that the Steelers need to be flipping the field, principally with the most obvious being takeaways. The Steelers have actually had lousy field position, but back to Rob, he says, At the home games in particular, it seemed like there were so many drives that were starting behind their own 20 due to penalties. Even a consistently productive offense won't always overcome this. And it seems to happen more frequently early in the game or the half when everyone's still trying to develop a rhythm. Yes, yes, and yes. There are few things in football less excusable than special teams penalties. You don't ask those guys a lot. Now, I say that respectfully. I say that uh, knowing how little they're paid, how short their careers are, and how much they give. And on top of that, way on top of that, how dangerous those roles are. But you signed up for them, and you can't have flags getting thrown. And we see it time and time again. Now, Rob, some of the penalties that you're referring to, and I think a lot of this is still searing in everyone's brain from the opener whenever there were all those false starts and the offensive line was brand new. So it, it, it obviously wouldn't be right to lump those in with the special teams penalties. But those have happened. Kick returns, punt returns. And the Steelers have had abysmal field position all season long. And this offense is not wired for 80-yard, 90-yard drives or even getting into field goal range from that distance. Best way to handle that, the best way to change that, is what I talked about yesterday. But making sure that the special teams, which Danny Smith has founded in a way that realistically here, they're not going to generate meaningful returns, much less splash. They haven't for a very long time. And, you know, it's easy to say, well, I mean, when you had Antonio Brown, you were going to get this kind of return or that kind of return, or even for the short amount of time that Deontay Johnson was back there when he wasn't fumbling, Deontay had some kind of electric capability to him. Ray Ray McLeod's not being tasked with anything of the kind. Ray Ray is told one thing and one thing only throughout the week. Don't let go of that football. Whatever it is that happens, go down. Don't let go of the football. Don't put yourself in a position to let go of the football. And as such, because you're not even tasking these return teams with some kind of super clever scheme to spring like some big Devin Hester touchdown or whatever. Just do your jobs. Just do your jobs. Don't block somebody from behind. It's not worth it. If you see their numbers, don't push. You know, it's not that hard. It's not that hard. Don't hold them. Don't block them from the side. Ray Ray's not going anywhere anyway. I mean, you wait till Ray Ray's out of the room to say that, but he's not going anywhere. You might as well just not block anybody at all. It's better than taking the penalty. It's better than taking the penalty. The bigger 
point here, though, remains that this offense needs help. It does need help from its defense and from its special teams. I'm glad you brought that up today. It's a terrific point to add on, Rob. We're going to have another one of these daily shot of Steelers in these tomorrow. Thanks for listening.